Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Gwen Jones Podcast. Here, we love, we encourage, we validate, and we inspire. So come on in the room, sis. In this room, you are safe. In this room, you are free to be unapologetically you. In this room, you are loved, and you matter. So settle down, get comfortable, and let's get free as we talk about real issues that affect real women. Let's work. Hello, 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 lovelies. I have missed you. I hope that you have been well. I am Gwendolyn Jones, your host, your emotional wellness coach, your advanced grief recovery specialist, all the things related to emotional health. I am all about it. You are listening to the Gwen Jones podcast, and I am so grateful that you chose to take a few moments out of your day and hang out with me. So let's get right into it. I am at the gym with my son, and we are on the track, and we're walking, and we're walking, and we're walking, and we're keeping a good pace, but then I was like, oh, you know, son, I think we're supposed to, like, walk the curves and run the straights, and then I was like, and even if we don't want to do that, let's just run one lap or walk one lap, and he's like, okay, mom, let's run one lap and walk one lap, and I'm like, cool deal, all right, so. We come up on our starting point. It's time to start running. We had walked our one lap. Now we're getting ready to run the second lap. This guy takes off. I mean, he bolts. And my initial response was to, like, take off after him. Like, he's not about to show me out. I can run just like he can. And then I thought I had to pause. And I said, for what? If I run as fast as he runs, I'm not going to be able to finish my lap. And I know that. So I had to slow myself down and pace myself, run at a pace that I could maintain so that I could finish my lap and finish strong. You guys know where I'm going with this. Why are we always comparing ourselves to someone else? Let's just talk about the pain of comparison today. I really could have chased after my son and ran. Of course, I wouldn't have been able to run that distance, but my whole purpose was because I didn't want to feel like he could do more physically than I could. He is less than half my age. He is a 13-year-old teenager. Does it even make sense for me to try to keep up with him? No. I had to pause remind myself of what my purpose was for being there, and run my own race. Run my own lap at my own pace. This is what I am, oh, I want to say begging. I am, you know, suggesting, heavily challenging you to do. But in order for you to do that, you need to point out Who are you racing, sis? Who are you racing? Who are you running up against? And have you lost focus of why you started your race in the first place? Because what happens is, me trying to keep up with him, I'm now running his race. I'm no longer even running my own because I'm not doing what I need to do for me. 
I needed to get my one mile. That was my purpose. I needed to run a mile. And I needed my heartbeat to be at 160 beats per minute. So me trying to go at his pace would have hindered me from reaching my goal. I would have been tired. I probably would have walked the rest of the way. My heart rate would have dropped. Come on. This is so good. Because I'm just I just sat there and thought about that thing. And I said, you know what? Who else am I chasing after? Who else am I focusing on more than I'm focusing on myself? What am I patterning myself after? What mold am I trying to fit myself into that I was not created to fit? We're not going to bend every which way, okay? We are definitely not going to bend every which way. There are some ways we can cram ourselves into if we want to and I'm into some modes, but it comes at such a high cost. And I decided a long time ago that that is not a cost that I'm willing to, to pay. So I really just want to encourage you today. That's the word I'm looking for. Encourage you to run your own race, but run it at your own pace. If you were busy monitoring your own progress, tracking your steps, you wouldn't be so worried about other people. You wouldn't have time to see and think and worry about what everybody else was doing. Let's get back to us, ladies. Don't you think it's time? Haven't we been looking at somebody else long enough? And let me tell you the problem with looking and comparing. You only see one part of that individual. You only see whatever they're presenting in that particular moment. So you are basing and almost discrediting yourself off of an individual's life. And you don't even have the full picture. You are literally, I wish I was like her. I wish I could do like her. I wish I could post like her. I wish I could look like her. You may see what she looked like on the outside, but you don't know what she looked like on the inside. I mean, and I'm not trying to put anybody down. I am trying to prove my point that there are many facets to every individual. And you only have access to one on whatever platform you're using to peek into somebody else's life. Whether you're looking at the lady next door at your job in the cubicle beside you, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I mean, blogging, it's all these different platforms. But when you are looking, remind yourself, that's only a part of the picture. I don't have the whole picture. So, yeah, she might have me here in this area. But, hey, I'm, I'm pretty much, I don't know how she is in this area because this is where my strength is. Get back to focus on you, worrying about you. And be okay. Give yourself permission to go at your own pace. Yeah, my son can run fast. He's 13. He plays soccer and tennis. He is built for cardio. Listen, I'm just trying to get through the one mile. <laughs> I am new to this whole exercise game. I am just, you know, trying to be consistent. Honestly, I am trying to be able to bring myself to a point where I can work out consistently and not feel miserable so me trying to run at his pace would take me out and almost discourage me from even trying to 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 work out again the next day because I would have felt like you know I had done too much or or I felt so bad and or, or I couldn't do it set myself up for discouragement so be mindful keep that in mind so I y'all know I got an article because y'all know I stay reading something 
I'm always going to come with some substance. So I have this article by Miss Allison Stewart. She's an artist and she has this whole uh, collaboration, the collaborative about self-love. And so she wrote this article on 13 steps to achieving total self-love that I really, 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 really enjoy. And I definitely want to share with you. Number one, we already talked about it. Y'all already know what number one is. Stop comparing yourself to others. My whole intro talked about comparison. So let's move on to number two. Don't worry about others' opinions. Now she finished that off to say the ultimate uh, logic was you can't make everybody happy. So we all know that some opinions actually matter. We have mentors, we have voices in our lives that we value. And, you know, their opinion, we we do consider it. So I'm not suggesting that you just, I don't care what nobody think about me. I'm going to just do me. I'm going to be me. I mean, I am be, I'm always open to um, constructive criticism. And anybody that loves me enough to help me and lead me and guide me, you know, if I'm veering to the right or to the left, I have certain people that have permission to kind of keep me straight and narrow because sometimes they can see things that I can't see. So, I mean, opinions do matter, but it's that second part for me. You can't make everybody happy. Now, in grief recovery, we call that people pleasing. And it's the people pleasing that really kills a lot of us because it's a people pleasing with a side of approval seeking. Okay, because it's almost like if I am consistent enough, if I show up enough, if I work hard enough, then this person will love me. Then this person will accept me. Then this person will be nice to me. No. You, in that respect, have to be you. Your motives are not pure. Your motives are not pure. Love yourself and be yourself. And if the other person chooses to love you back, that's awesome. And they're in for an amazing treat. But if they don't, that's a decision that they get to make. I decided, I had a wise woman tell me, I think maybe a month ago, I try to love the ones that love me. And those words were powerful. I mean, they stuck with me heavily. And I offer them to you today. Love the ones that love you. Everybody really is not assigned to you or designed to even love you. So let's work on being okay with that. Number three, a biggie. Allow yourself to make mistakes. Allow yourself to make mistakes. Woo! We are almost groomed to be little perfectionists. There's all these consequences for mistakes as a child. Why'd you drop that? Why'd you put your hand there? I told you not to. Why? Uh, when you're in a work, when you're, you know, in a work, work setting, why did you, you know, I, you shouldn't have done that. Or you spoke out of turn at this meeting. You know, you're trying to step out and, and do what you're supposed to do and, you know, be a trendsetter. And then, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Or, you know, why did you, why did you even bring that up? We weren't talking about that right now. You know, there's these consequences and it causes us to shy away from trying. So what we end up doing is staying on this very straight, very narrow, very incredibly safe path that almost protects us from the gift of making a mistake. 
Mistakes aren't always a horrible thing. We learn from mistakes, people. We grow from mistakes. And if we don't allow ourselves to be free enough to to fall or make a mistake, how do we know what to not do? And then also, if we never try, then that we end up window watching, watching other people, living through other people, and then feeling guilty because we aren't bold enough or strong enough to just try it ourselves. We want to stay on this straight and narrow because we are afraid of what happens if we go outside of the boundaries set by either your parents or your supervisor or your peers or anybody that you deem is an authority over you. So be careful with that. It is okay if you make a mistake. Give yourself permission to try. That's powerful. I give myself permission to try. And if it don't work out, I'll know not to do that the next time. Or I'll know to try differently. Like, how do you know how to tweak it and get it right if you don't keep working at it? So number three, number four. Remember, your value doesn't lie in how your body looks. So I didn't give you the preference. So what she did was, Miss Allison, she asked women that she was comparing herself to. She asked a bunch of women that she knew, what are your mantras, mantras, and habits for self-care? Tell me, if you could give me one bit of advice about self-love and achieving total self-love, what would it be? So what I'm reading to you now are the responses. So this one says, your value doesn't lie in how your body looks. Woo! That goes right on back to approval seeking. How many of us got credit card debt right now because we are worried about what other people see when they see us? Trying to keep up with the latest trends. Got to have the latest fashion. Got to have the latest bag. Got to have the latest car. How many of us really don't even want to get extra super duper made up every day? But we feel like we have to, so we do it anyway. How many of us don't want to be the biggest, baddest thing in the room? But we do it anyway because I've given this, you know, idea that I'm picture perfect. Ooh, that used to be my life, ladies. Oh, that curse of perfection. Having to be picture perfect all the time. I remember a time where I wouldn't even go to the grocery store without full face. And you know what? Oftentimes, I was like, you know what? If I got to do all of that, I ain't even going. I was just like, oh, my gosh, people used to saying me made up. So if somebody sees me in my natural state, oh, my Lord, I'll scare the people. What would they think? So that stuff becomes life limiting. So, I mean, listen here. You going to get this gloss and this eyebrow liner on occasion from Gwendolyn Jones. Because them days for me are over. And if I feel like it, I do it. And I enjoy makeup. But if I don't, there is no pressure on me to be perfect, perfection or present perfection at all. Number five, don't be afraid to let go of toxic people. Woo! I love this one. Not everybody takes responsibility for the energy that they bring into the world, into your world. So you need to protect your energy. Now, this is a whole nother podcast, so I'm really not going to go into it because I'm reading this book right now, y'all. It's called Necessary Endings by my mentor, Dr. Henry Cloud, and he is awesome. Uh, I have read many of his books. Um, I enjoy all of his work, and this book, Necessary Endings, is life-changing. 
One concept I will bring up is that, you know, sometimes we don't want to leave toxic people because we feel like if we were to leave them, that we would be hurting them. Or if we were to end that relationship, even though it's proven to be a necessary ending, that, you know, it will somehow do harm. Like it is a bad thing to do something that's uncomfortable. And he really did a mental shift when he really said, well, I mean, it's not necessarily bad to end a, a relationship when it's necessary to do so. Because you could be opening that other person up to explore a new relationship. After the pain, you could really let this person see that they are toxic. They might not have seen it until you brought it to their attention. You might be a crush by not saying anything. And, you know, be robbing them of the opportunity to change and be better. That thing really, really just, I was like, wow, mind blown. So, protect your energy, ladies. Okay, number six. Process your fears. Don't reject your fears. Understand them. Now, we have these things called protectors. Things and emotions that are in place to protect us. Fear is one of them. And we always want to run away from our fears instead of just sitting in it, getting to know them, and trying to better understand them. And in doing that and running away or ignoring them, we rob ourselves of truly, fully knowing ourselves. So the next time you're afraid, recognize the fear. Honor the fear. Honor the emotion. Hey, yeah, I, I, I feel afraid. What are you trying to protect me from? What, what's going on? Oh, okay. I'm I'm afraid because, you know, I have to go into this really big meeting and I'm feeling a little bit inadequate. Okay. Okay. Well, I understand that fear. Thank you for trying to protect me, but I'm not in any real danger. I'm going to prepare for this meeting and I'm going to boss it. I'm going to be okay. I literally have these conversations with myself all the time. When I'm having an emotion, fear, anxiety, you know, worry, Okay, what, what, what are you trying to protect me from? Reveal to me what you're trying to protect me from. And once I realize it, ah, I process it. Okay, I understand that's what's happening. Okay, thank you for bringing that to my awareness. Thank you for trying to keep me safe. But I'm okay. I'm okay. And oftentimes I'll calm myself right down. Number seven, trust yourself to make good decisions for yourself. You know yourself better than anyone else. Be your best advocate. The sad thing about number seven is that most of us don't know ourselves, so we can't advocate for ourselves. Because we're so busy knowing every little detail about everybody else. I mean, think about it. Some, these conversations that I have with people, and they know everything about a superstar's life. Everything. Every move they make. Or a sports person. Like, they know everything. You are literally studying this individual. Like, how much time have you put into monitoring this other person's life? You know more about them than you know about yourself. It's just really sad. So again, take your eyes off of them and put it on you. The problem here is most of us don't want to face ourselves. 
And that's okay. But guess what? You're going to have to do it at some point if you want to truly be emotionally healthy. And you don't have to do it alone. That's why people like myself are in place. To walk this journey with you. To sit with you as you get to know yourself and help bring clarity to what you're doing, why you're doing it, and, and what you need to be better. Number eight, take every opportunity life presents or create your own. In essence, seize the moment. Now, I had to sit with this one for a minute. Take every opportunity life presents. Because, you know, I do struggle. I have this concept of uh, Lisa Turkhurst's book, Your Best Yes. I really want to give my best yes. So every opportunity, you know, I might not be able to take one. But those that are for me, every opportunity that is for me, divinely designed for Gwendolyn Jones, insert your name, divinely assigned for you, heck yeah, we should take those opportunities. We don't need to be second guessing ourselves. I'm not good enough. Listen here, if the opportunity came your way, you're good enough for it. You're prepared enough for it. You're fully equipped and have everything you need inside of you all ready to do whatever it is. And if you don't have it, you're capable of figuring it out and getting the necessary tools and information that you need to get the job done. You're already enough. So stop telling yourself that you're not. And when an opportunity presents itself, let that be confirmation that, hey, I'm ready for this next level or I'm ready for this next step. Number nine, put yourself first. Find time to decompress. We don't like to put ourselves first. And y'all already know I got to tell you the truth because I love you. You already know. As women, we don't put ourselves first because we hide behind other people. It goes back to us not wanting to deal with ourselves. Our true feelings, the root. Some of us need to be needed all the time. Some of us need to just be busy. So we allow other people to intrude on our day and keep us busy because we don't know how to be alone. We already talked about that. So putting yourself first, some of us don't know how to do that because we were never taught that that was an option. So hear me. Listen up. Turn me up so you can hear me loud and clear. You have choices. You have an option. You get to put yourself first. And guess what? Everybody else will be okay. And they'll probably be better as a result of you taking a pause for your cause and getting what you need to be a better person for them. Number 10. Feel pain and joy as fully as you can. It's very similar to an earlier conversation we had. But she's saying lean into pain. Revel in your joy. And don't put limitations on your feelings. She says, pain and joy are emotions that will help you better understand yourself and ultimately help you realize that you are not your feelings. I said all that to get to your last step. That last sentence, you are not your feelings. Now, we honor our feelings. So oftentimes they're trying to protect us. But just as I pointed out in my earlier example, oftentimes they're not true. And so we have to get to a set a place where we're so in tune with ourselves that we can discern the difference and know when to, okay, you're trying to protect me and there is real danger present. This fear is actually valid and necessary. I need to watch out. I need to be concerned. 
I need to protect myself or I need to distance myself for my safety. Or, this is a false alarm, I'm okay, I can handle this. But that takes you facing yourself and doing some deep work. Number 11, this one, y'all ain't even ready for this one. Exercise boldness in public. Now listen, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, this is a tough one for me. Boldness. Now, in my private spaces, in my office with a one-on-one, maybe with a group of two or three, maybe five or eight at the most, I am, confidence is on fleek. Like, on a scale of one to ten, I'm an 11 because I love what I do. And once I get revved up and hype, as you can tell, I'm even hype on this podcast, I am in full-blown, I'm going to get you free mode, okay? So, yeah, but that boldness in public... When I'm in a meeting, when I feel like, again, I'm a bit inadequate, I'm sitting in a room full of people that are more educated than me, um, have some form of authority over me, or, you know, I just don't want to be out of line, I'll be silent. And you know what? Very rarely will I speak up. And I'm actually working on this because I have a voice and it matters. And what I have to say matters and my contribution matters so i do need to recognize time appropriate time appropriate place but you know what not speaking is not always the best answer and i'm hindering um the progress of some organization or some idea because i'm 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 choosing to be mute so the only way to strengthen that boldness muscle is to practice it Get into the habit of speaking your mind. You know, she says, don't wait for permission to take a seat at the table. Join the conversation. Contribute your thoughts. We got to strengthen our boldness muscle, ladies. And we can do that together. We got to strengthen that boldness muscle. Even if it's a conversation with a friend, practice on those that you're semi-safe with. Share your thoughts, even if they contradict theirs. We don't always have to go to silence. You know, and and as we speak and it's validated and confirmed, we'll do it more. We'll give ourselves permission and confidence to do it more. So I really love number 11. Build that boldness muscle, ladies. You got this. I believe in you. Number 12, see beauty in the simple things. Here's your challenge. Try to notice one beautiful small thing around you every day. It breeds gratefulness. And it put things into perspective. Oftentimes, we are so surrounded with the negative. What you didn't do, what you can't do, the to-do list that you can't complete, you know, the kid that you can't control, the boss that's just off the chain, um, the boss that you'll never be good good enough for, you know, all this stuff just coming at us. But when we pause and recognize, ah, that is a beautiful sunset. I was filling out, I was uh, at the dentist. I had to go to the dentist and I was filling out my intake form. And it was like four columns, y'all, of different diseases and things that people had. And the fact that I was able to check no on all of them boxes, listen, I was grateful. I said, thank God for my health. Like I'm here. And I honestly, I don't really like dentists. I didn't even want to be there. But that changed my whole, like that was a, that shifted my whole atmosphere. Talking about that energy. Like that changed all my energy because I had, was able to check no to all those boxes. And it was some heavy stuff. 
on that list. So definitely, there is beauty, beauty and positivity all around. You just got to tap into it. And it's those small things that often bring perspective and balance. So don't forget about the little things because they matter. Lastly, number 13, drum roll. Be kind to yourself. I love how she said it. I'm going to read you her words. The world is full of harsh words and critique. Don't add yours to the mix. Don't add yours to the mix. If anything, you change what everybody else is saying to you. Counteract what they're saying with something positive. You know? Oh, you you too much. Well, you know what? I feel like I'm just enough. Or you are being too dramatic right now. Well, I feel strongly about certain things. And I, and I, and I think my passion is honestly a plus. My passion about what I do, I might not do it as somebody else does it or as quietly as somebody else does it, but it's my passion that makes me different from anybody else in this room. Listen, you have the power to control your energy, even your thoughts. You have the power. I didn't say the negative thoughts wouldn't come. I'm telling you that you can counteract them. You can override them with a truth. And even if you got to fake it till you make it, every negative thing that comes from another individual, you can counteract it with your own personal truth. You are a powerful being. You can do that. You can change the energy. That's your space. This is your heart. This is your mind. Why do we give control of it to other people? Why? Why do we do that? No, you don't get to control my mind. You don't get to change my day. It's okay if you don't like, you know, how loud I'm speaking or how passionate I am about what I do. That's okay. I don't mean to offend you, but you can choose to listen to somebody else. Because there's somebody out there that needs my passion. There's somebody else that needs my energy. So yeah, if I'm just reaching the one, that's enough. I tell myself that all the time when I make a post on social media. I don't have an expectation to get 100 likes every time I post something. But you know what? I tell myself every time I post to counteract those thoughts of nobody's listening. You're doing all this work and doing all this writing and blogging and posting. Nobody cares. Nobody's reading it. You're wasting your time. And then to all of that, I say, but you know what? If I reach the one today. This post, this podcast is for that one. And if I reach the one, that's all that matters. It was worth all of it. So if you are that one that is listening to this podcast, I did it just for you. And I love you. So listen, I love you, but I really, really, really want to work to move you to a place where you Love yourself. But until you get there, hang on to my words because I mean it. Girl, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your best you is closer than you think. But how do I get to her, Gwen? I'm searching for her, but I can't find her. Here's how. Make a decision daily to evolve. Know when you need help and be bold enough and bad enough to ask for it. And finally, always Always, always 
Be unapologetically you. Got a question for me? I'm just a big old heart with ears. I'm ready for you. And I'm always simply one click away. If you want to book a session or if you want to learn more about me, you can get what you need from my website, GwendolynJJones.com. You can also find me on social media across multiple platforms. All you got to do is search Gwendolyn J. Jones. Until next time, sis, remember, you are loved. You matter. You are worthy. You, right by yourself, are enough. Did you enjoy this episode? I hope you did. But I need your help. If you like what you heard, can you help me spread this message of hope? I want it to spread like wildfire. My mission is to reach the largest amount of grievers in the shortest amount of time. Can you help me reach that mission? Like it. Share it. Love it. Don't forget those reviews. And please don't forget to tag me. Gwendolyn J. Jones.